This is BetaHouse.life, the podcast that empowers you to live in beta. Waiting for the perfect is often the enemy of the good or even the great. So listen in, get inspired, and let these curated stories encourage you to take your next step. I'm Elizabeth. I'm Benjamin. Welcome Welcome to to BetaHouse.life. And in the studio with us today is our special guest. Sean Tiberio. Yeah, Sean, glad to have you today. We met Sean at the Epic Mastermind meetup that our previous guest, Nick Marie, uh, was hosting one night and was super happy to get to meet Sean. Uh, Sean from SeanTiberio.com. And you can also look him up at seven, the number seven, F-I-G, fig, mindset for seven-figure mindset. He's got a podcast on there too. That's really cool. So I'm going to give you guys really quick the spoiler-filled and spoiler-free recap of what he gives. <laughs> so basically that means that if you haven't heard it, you're going to have no idea what I'm talking about. But if you have heard it, you're going to be like, yes, exactly. How awesome. So that that way you're encouraged to hear. So it's kind of a teaser. Dig in deep. And a recap. So make, make you want to dig in deep. Here you go real quick. Quick. To be in business, mm-hmm. you have to go fast uh-huh. and you have to be postured. All right. So I no, 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 stop right there. Stop no, right there. No, no, I'm, I'm like, I'm like thinking now with posture, like I have a book on my head. I'm going downstairs. While you're thinking about it. Yeah. Sean does a lot of coaching for businesses. Mm-hmm. He really specializes in businesses that have been been up and running for about three to five years so that they've kind of gone through those initial steps. They've gotten over the initial hurdles and now they're ready to posture themselves uh, to move on to something bigger and better. And so he's really, really good at doing that. He's been doing it for six and a half years, specializing in this business coaching methodology. Does he put books on their heads? I don't know, but he did make me hug people. Yeah. But we'll get to that here in a little bit. So uh, another thing you guys need to know about Sean before we get started today is that Sean loves to give back. And being a Marine Corps veteran himself, Sean has a new project that he's going to tell you about at the very end of the episode today, all about how he's giving back to veterans here in San Diego and he's got a new TV show coming out, but I'm not going to say anything else about that either. You're going to have to wait. So Sean was the featured speaker that night yeah. and just absolutely laid it out. We all had a good time. I hugged people I didn't know. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, it was, it was a great night. So. Didn't tell you you were going to do that. No, no, no. <laughs> and I'm not a hugger by nature. Oh, my so goodness. That was fun. so out of his comfort zone. Yeah. You have no idea. It's good for me. It's good for me. <laughs> good. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so Sean shared a little bit of his story. So we asked him to come in here and share it with us so you all could hear it as well because it's right in line with what we've been talking about. And Mm -hmm. where have we been? Our previous chapter of podcasts that we did talked on focus versus flexibility. Mm -hmm. And those were like the soft turns in life. You know, when to stay the course, when to make little changes or take the next step, that kind of thing. But there are also points in life where you need to make hard turns. Mm -hmm. And that's where we are right now in this chapter. So Sean's come in to get to talk to us about when to make a hard turn, like when you know it's time, because you don't make hard turns lightly. No, not at all. You shouldn't. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. shouldn't. Exactly yeah. right. But <laughs> so that's kind of the tidbits of wisdom that we're trying to gain mm-hmm. from this whole group content is mm-hmm. saying those times. Right. And so why don't you share a little bit about where you started out? So, yeah, well, that's going back, uh, obviously, to the beginning. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Born and raised in Northeast Ohio, mm-hmm. very blue collar, very just yes. kind of, you know, rough and tough kind of industry. Not a lot going on there. Early, early on in my childhood, I, I knew I did not want to stay there. Mm-hmm. I hated school and wanted nothing more than to just get the heck out of school. There was mm-hmm. no chance of college for me. So at the age of about 16, 16 and a half, I kind of made the decision. Mm-hmm. 
at that point that I'm going to, I'm going to join the military mm -hmm. and I'm getting out of there as fast as I can, as soon as graduation happens. So I yeah. uh, kind of tricked my mother briefly into signing a uh, waiver for me to be able to enlist early, early. yeah, yes. yeah. <laughs> at the age of 17. Yeah, one day running out of the house, I just kind of told her it was a thing for school and she was in a rush and she just kind of signed it. Oh, gosh. And really it was the permission <laughs> to be able to go to the recruiter's office yeah. that day and, yeah. and start the paperwork. As but, a uh, mother, I would be furious. Wow. Uh, when I get up there to see her again, yes, uh, just... she sends pass. But uh, yeah, when I get yeah. up there, I'm sure one of these yeah. days uh, she will... Um, She'll smack me. Yeah, yeah for that one, one across the back of the neck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, that's yeah. that's really where it all started. I graduated at the age of eighteen. I mm -hmm. left for boot camp a week and a half later. For the next ten years, it wasn't going to be a ten-year journey at, at the beginning. Right. Mm -hmm. The plan was four years, get out. But as I said, living in Northeast Ohio, mm -hmm. even four years later, there was still nothing. Right. I decided to continue that path, and uh, it was the ten-year journey. Yeah. That so, uh, got us to a, the next point. Where did the Marines take you during that time? What different locations? Uh, pretty much anywhere and everywhere. Got out of boot camp, went to my job schooling. Mm -hmm. They gave us the opportunity to fill something out and say, hey, where'd you like to be? And mm -hmm. it, it was pretty much, do you want East Coast, West Coast, or overseas? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I selected East Coast because I wanted to be somewhat close to home. Right. Still had the high school sweetheart thing going on. Well, I got the East Coast, except I got the Far East. So oh, okay. <laughs> the journey started in Japan. Okay. Yep. <laughs> That you weren't specific enough uh, on yeah. East Coast, obviously. Well, they, they, yeah, they called it the East, so that's where I went was the East. Yeah. <laughs> that was scheduled to only be a year-long, uh, it's not even a deployment, a year-long right. assignment, sure. right? Mm -hmm. uh, so I go over there. Family wasn't too excited. Mom definitely wasn't too mm -hmm. excited right out of boot camp, and here I am going to a completely another country on right. the other side of the planet. But then that was during the, the early times of... Uh, 2003, 2004, okay. when I was scheduled to come back home. Mm -hmm. uh, so we all know what was going on, obviously, yeah. during that oh, time. Yeah. I, I joined the Marine Corps pre-9-11, yeah. got to my first duty station mm -hmm. three days early right. of 9-11 yeah. happening. Oh, gosh. Uh -huh. Right so, before. Yeah. So uh, I was so high in. alert right off the bat. Yeah. Correct. I, yeah. I joined in what we thought was a peacetime. Mm -hmm. And by the time I hit first duty station, we're no longer peacetime. Right. Uh, so that, that journey ended up turning into almost two years mm -hmm. being over there. Back to North Carolina eventually, multiple deployments on top of that. I've mm -hmm. been to Tennessee, out here in California, yeah. uh, 13 different countries all across the 10-year uh, the time. Yeah. So. When we used to live out east, we would actually go to Topsail, North Topsail Beach yeah. down there in North Carolina, yep. which is just a hop and a skip yep. from Camp Lejeune. Yep. So That was actually north of uh, – I did a lot of stuff yeah. on Lejeune. I was mm -hmm. north of Lejeune, but uh, yeah. yeah. So we're familiar with that part of the state. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. it's probably the, the more not beautiful the section of North Carolina, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. definitely not the beaches section of that area. <laughs> no, 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 no. no. <laughs> the the outer, yeah. you could get a boat to the Outer Banks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're in the military. You're there for ten years. Mm -hmm. Now, clearly, that meant that you left. Right. Correct. Yeah. So, because I'm what, not there now. Right. <laughs> Obviously, there was an endpoint. What did that ending look like? It, it really started in 2010. So it was mm -hmm. December 2010. I went mm -hmm. home for Christmas, mm -hmm. like I did most Christmases. I'm Italian, so the holidays are, are really big for family dinners, sure. obviously. Yep. And uh, I was sitting at my grandparents' dinner table. It mm -hmm. was about three times the, the length of what we've got sitting here, yeah. mm -hmm. right? About 35, 40 people were around it, and something just hit me. I was, I was literally just sitting there, and I stopped eating, and I kind of sat back in my chair for a second, I was just watching the whole family, and, and it kind of clicked. Like, 
how many more of these moments am I going to have mm-hmm. if I continue down the path that I'm going? Right. And it was because I was looking back at some of the stuff that had happened, multiple deployments, multiple mm-hmm. close calls with death. Mm-hmm. Uh, my last one had actually happened early September of 2010 mm-hmm. on a training range. So here I am in what is, you know, safe zone. Mm-hmm. Right. And I almost died to a malfunctioning shot yeah. of an explosive device. And mm-hmm. it was, so all these things are running in my head and I'm sitting there looking at my family, how many more of these will I really have? Right. And um, I kind of just made the the decision at that point that if I wanted family to be a part of my life mm-hmm. and if I wanted to kind of continue my life, mm-hmm. I needed to make a, a change. Right. And I didn't know what that change looked like at the at that moment, mm-hmm. but I knew just sitting there that something something's got to change, and it's it's going to be away from being in the military. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of people come to that moment, mm-hmm. whatever their context happens to be. Do you feel like that the days leading up to that kind of like all culminated in that moment, or was it all in that moment for you? Out of that, how did that come to? Well, you? I think it hit all in that moment. Okay. But it was as the, if you've ever had the moment, I think I said it when I was speaking that mm-hmm. night, if you've ever had one of those moments where everything stops and you're mm-hmm. the only one moving, yeah. yeah, that was what was happening at that time. Yeah, And it probably was you know 30 seconds from the time that I had the thought to the time that I stood up and actually made an announcement to my family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To me, it felt like 30 minutes Yeah, mm-hmm. because I had the time to kind of reanalyze yeah. then. So I think it hit all at one moment and then it was all the stuff leading up to it mm-hmm. started to become more real, yeah. it, you know, right? The realization of all these pieces kind of came in. So you've made the decision. Mm-hmm. Making the decision and acting on the decision are two different things. So yeah. now let's go through the journey of acting yeah. on it. Yes. Yeah, so, well, <laughs> I'm laughing because what happened to me, a lot of people probably wouldn't have acted on it. Uh-huh. Um, so in making the decision, mm-hmm. I, I'm, a, I'm a guy of, I don't want to say impulse, but I'm a guy of when I commit to something, mm-hmm. it's, it's like a light switch. A lot of people say sure. that sometimes I, I could be a bull in a china shop mm-hmm. because I make a decision, I get something done. Yeah. And, there's no stopping me until I get there. So I made the decision, and then I, in that exact moment, I stood up and I just told my whole family, mm-hmm. hey, uh, my contract's up in May, and uh, I'm not re-enlisting. I'm getting out. I'm leaving. Right. And the majority of my family kind of just, okay, cool, and went right back to eating their food. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> my grandfather and my father, on the other hand, was the uh, the big piece. My grandfather pretty much put his fork down, and he was staring straight down the, the table at me. Yeah. And he just basically said a few words, and those words were, you're an idiot. Mm-hmm. And then he grabbed his fork and he went back to eating. Yeah. Were either of them military? He was. Okay. Yeah, he was uh, in the Army. Okay. Both my grandparents, both my grandfathers were, mm-hmm. were in, and a lot of my uncles. My father, however, was not. Okay. okay. So my father leans forward. He's sitting right next to my mm-hmm. grandfather. He leans forward a little bit, puts his fork down, and says, when did you decide this? Right. And I kind of just answered my dad, mm-hmm. right now. Right now. I, I, yeah. I just decided that it's mm-hmm. over. Mm-hmm. He pretty much repeated what my grandfather said. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he called me an idiot yeah. in, in his words, and he picked up his fork and he went back to, to eating. So I say that because uh, to some, that would have been a, a hard choice mm-hmm. now. Sure. Yeah. My, my family thinks I'm an idiot. They'd second guess themselves. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I just knew in my heart at that moment that this was the right call. Mm-hmm. Uh, so acting on it was as soon as I got back, mm-hmm. uh, I was actually stationed up in the north northern deserts uh, mm-hmm. of Southern California here. Okay. And I got back out here, and I, the very first day, that bull in China shop moment, I walked mm-hmm. into my command, and I, I told my commanding officer, I said, by the way, I 
technically like an EAS May 11th. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have no no desire to reenlist. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna get out. I'm just giving you a heads up because I was in a command that uh, was responsible for training oh, okay. at the time. Okay. So it was like, hey, uh, you might want to start looking for another explosives guy. Right. Mm-hmm. To yeah. come in. Yep. And start doing the trainings because uh, I'm I'm leaving, and if you want to change over, I'm giving you yeah. the heads up. Right. And the command even. Gave yeah. me the same response. Like you're an idiot. You're ten years in. You're an yeah. idiot. You know, yeah. it's all the same stuff that my grandfather and my father was giving me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for me, it just was. I started the process. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. of what what's the next chapter going to look like? Yeah. So we kind of faced the same thing when we were coming out here. Mm-hmm. We made the decision. We knew what we were going to do, but we still had months before <laughs> yeah, we, we were going to be moving. Yeah. And. That between time where you're getting some people who are really excited about what you're doing, mm-hmm. other people who are like, are you sure? And people who are sad. Yeah. yeah. And you have a lot of different voices feeding mm-hmm. into that and trying to stay focused through that because there are going to be things that are very encouraging mm-hmm. that happen as well as things that are a little discouraging that to keep you from moving. Well, if you remember that night before I was going to, before we were getting ready to move, basically, mm-hmm. before we transitioned out, I was offered a job. Yeah, that would have paid the bills. Yeah, would have paid the bills. Would not have been in my calling. We'll get to that later, but it would have been something that wouldn't have required the hard turn. Right, and knowing, but yes, trying to stick to your guns mm-hmm. on that one, right? Especially when, like those last few days, like when you know everything's winding down, and it's weird. Yeah, it's super surreal and it's weird. And. While you know you're ready to make that jump, you don't know exactly what's on the other side mm-hmm. of that. And so we asked Sean about the time that followed. Were, were there doubts flooding back in over the course of that time? Uh, that, that makes a ton. Really, that, that'll make time slow down a lot. It did. Um, it, it was weird. Like there was times that it would slow down, but there was also a lot of times where it got really fast. And it mm-hmm. was funny the the second guessing actually happened more in the fast moments. Okay. When it seemed like. My personality of just going after something, mm-hmm. I started to get a lot of the process happening, yeah. and then things started to work pretty seamlessly, and I was able to get a lot of the classes that you have to get done done. I was getting signatures on paperwork. Mm-hmm. I was starting that. They got somebody in. I was working on mm-hmm. training that person, yep. and it was like things started to move smooth, and then that's when I started to go, ugh, yeah. sh- is, this, is this the right move? <laughs> Am I yeah. really comfortable? And I'd say from December 10th, or um, January 10th is mm-hmm. roughly when I got back out to mm-hmm. California. Mm-hmm. From that point to about mid-April, so just after my birthday, right. we're about three weeks out now yeah. from actual bye-bye day. Yeah, That's when it hit me. Yeah, It's really real now, and that's when time started to slow down. Because I made the decision, and I was pretty firm with myself that this is the right choice, Right, and I wanted it. Mm-hmm. And now the time was slowing down, and it was like somebody was keeping me from... Yeah. my desire mm-hmm. at that point. Right. Well, it feels like at that point, too, you were at a switch, too, mm-hmm. in what you were doing in that you'd pretty much finished the wrap-up portions. Yep. You know, your replacement was there. Everything was kind of getting tied nicely with a bow. Mm-hmm. And now you're into the, well, what am I going to do next? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I was, I mean, I, I was just flat-out excited, mm-hmm. but... I know I won't lie. I was nervous as crap. Oh, sure. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I was nervous that you're, you're walking away from what was 10 years of your life mm-hmm. of, you know, pretty much everything guaranteed. Yeah. And you just have to show up and do what you're told and, yeah. and you're going to have a good life. Uh, so walking into the unknown, yet having that excitement behind it at the same time for it. But I knew that that, that door was opening and it was a black slate back mm-hmm. there. There was a black canvas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I had to be the one to paint the picture. Right. 
definitely emotional roller coasters every single day. Yeah. So did that you period. have any clue what you were going to do when you got through that? Uh, I had ideas, uh-huh. but uh, at the end of the day, I, I kind of knew one thing, and that was I didn't really want to work for somebody else. Okay. I had a lot of experience in construction, mm-hmm. being in the explosive side, knowing how the buildings to breach them, to blow sure. them up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, we were trained a lot in that. I also had a lot of construction experience prior to going in. Mm-hmm. I, I worked for a contractor. So I always knew in the back of my head, I can fall back on that. Yeah. But that's not really where I want to go. I want to do something for myself. Mm-hmm. I just didn't realize how hard it was going to be <laughs> when I actually uh, made that that step. So it was yeah. May 11th. I leave the Marine Corps it's three days to drive back across the country up to mm-hmm. Northeast Ohio. It's May 14th. I pull in my dad's driveway. Basically, May 15th, I wake up and my dad's already asking, okay, so what? what's the plan? What are you doing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I, I don't, I, I'm not sure yet. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. He goes, well, you, you can only stay here for so long free right? before bills again. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, okay, but I only have this much time left of leave right. mm-hmm. that I know I'm getting money in from the Marine Corps. So now it's, now, now the, yeah. it really got real. Deadline. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so for me, I, I literally just started looking for every opportunity. I was trying to find business opportunities that I could get into. Mm-hmm. I was trying to figure out how do I start a construction business? I was studying like crazy, you know, spending a lot of time on the internet. Mm-hmm. 2011, 2012, the Not internet the wasn't that big yet. Gr- yeah. And it was a hard time to start a business. It was. Yeah, because it was, was post all the crash. Yeah, yeah right? you're yeah. still re- reeling from all of <laughs> we that. We had to sell a house in the middle of the crash. That, <laughs> yeah. was, that was not good. <laughs> so yeah. basically a month and a half of this, and it, it boiled down to I need money, and I don't know where I'm going to get it from. Mm-hmm. So the only jobs that I was able to find was driving semi. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I found out that the Marine Corps would basically pay for me to get my license. Right. Mm-hmm. So I said, okay, I'll, I'll get my license, I'll start driving truck, mm-hmm. and I'll figure out the rest yeah. from there. And I, again, didn't know what that next step looked like. I just yeah. knew that that was step number one, mm-hmm. was start making some money. Yeah. Right. And that's, to me, that seemed like a good choice, because you're still kind of working for yourself. In a way, in a, in a, that's what I thought. Yeah, literally going on your own or by uh, for yourself or two different things. A little different, yeah. but yeah. It's, it's in that transition right. spot because you do, I'm sure, have a lot of time to think and plan. Well, you got a ton. You're, you're by yourself in a truck driving yeah. down the road. There's not much else to do. You and windshield time, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is why I thought, okay, this is kind of in line with what I wanted. Mm-hmm. It's it's me. Mm-hmm. I get to, to kind of control my day, mm-hmm. uh, but I later realized that. Unless you own the truck and you mm-hmm. decide the routes and yep. all these, you're not really running anything. You're mm-hmm. you're still answering to the man. Yeah. Right. Yep. <laughs> so how did that how did that feel at that point? Once the realization started to click in, the first feeling was actually excitement for sure. Just I mean, being able to wake up every day and know that you know I wasn't being held back by mm-hmm. the the service. Right. Uh, I love the Marine Corps to death. Yeah. I was just having this conversation with somebody the other day. When when you're in, you hide it. Right. You don't want anybody to know that you're in. You try to hide all your tattoos. You don't talk. <laughs> it's not cool, right? Mm-hmm. You get out and you get away from it. And man, do you miss it? Yeah. <laughs> and Sounds you like high about, school. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you start wanting to be back around it. You start telling all the war stories. Yeah, you start. Yeah. You know, I drive by MCRD San Diego all the mm-hmm. time, and it just lights me up. And sure. I'm like, oh, I just want to go back out there and play again. Yep. Um, but in that time it was, I was excited to not be doing it and being able to just control my, my day, right. Right. To wake up when I need to wake up, Mm -hmm. not have somebody yelling at me. If I want to work out, I work out. If I didn't, I didn't. Right. Uh, but very quickly, I also went the other side of that and realized, wait, I'm, I am the one now that's Mm -hmm. in control of all of this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I better, I better put some, 
some discipline <laughs> yeah. into that or yep. we're going to have some, you know, issues. And that was going to be my question is like, how do you adjust from being in a very rigorous, disciplined environment to suddenly it's up to you, you know, and that's, that's a tough, that's a tough switch to make. It is. And, uh, you know, a lot of guys and gals, when they, when they leave, they, they have a hard time making that, that change. Mm-hmm. And not even from the, the military. I see it a lot in businesses, mm-hmm. you know, people leave a full-time job to go into the, the realm of entrepreneurship mm-hmm. and they, they experience that same thing. And yeah. it really boils, for me, it boiled down to, I needed to trust what my direction was that I was going for. Mm-hmm. And really tap into the vision that I had, even though that vision wasn't fully clear. Right. I needed to trust myself, mm-hmm. and I I would have these conversations with myself a lot at night. I'm going to get up tomorrow, and I'm going to get up at this time, and I'm going to do these things because it's what I need to do to get to where I want to go. Mm-hmm. Not for anybody else. This is a mere you know step in the in the long ladder. Yeah. Of where I'm at now and where I eventually mm-hmm. want to get to. Yeah. And. Uh, so it came down to self-discipline yeah. is what it came to. Yeah. I have to say that I'm mildly envious of those people who come from a disciplined environment because okay. they've learned that whole thing of being disciplined. Now, it's one thing to be told mm-hmm. and then to make the choice. Right. Because those are very different things. Like I am structured because I have to be structured is very different from I am structured because I choose to be structured. Right. Uh, I had to learn a lot in being structured back when we homeschooled, you Mm -hmm. know, it was like I had to set a time (laughs) for when school started because I knew myself well enough that if we didn't do it at that time, it would start getting more and more lax. And you end up suddenly though, we didn't do school today. Oh, well, we'll make it up tomorrow. And that adds up. Yeah. And for me, I'm a little more naturally disciplined for like that same, same topic for getting up in the morning. My (laughs) alarm goes off at 530 in the morning because I want it to. And then I get up and I have my meditation time and and I read and and that's that's me. I like that discipline in my life. And there's Jocko Williams. Mm-hmm. He had his whole book about you know basically if you want to succeed, you got to be disciplined. Right. And it's a black book with black pages and white lettering. It's very straightforward. And it's very military, militaristic, very military <laughs> looking. Yeah. Uh, very disciplined looking. But I mean, you've got to have discipline if you want to succeed. <laughs> One thing I'd like to ask, knowing coming out of the military, is in that transition, did you take advantage? of any of those programs that are out there for no. veterans? No, I didn't. Um, and matter, It was something that uh, I literally was just coaching a veteran mm-hmm. uh, through my business coaching that I do the other day. And I, I randomly asked at the end of our call, I said, you know, just out of curiosity, have you gone through business school? Have you not? Mm-hmm. And where, where has your business education come from up to this point? Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, yeah, I tapped into every possible opportunity that I could getting out of the, the military. He was Good. an army vet. And, yeah. yeah. And it was, he was telling me about some of this stuff and I'm like, man, you got to stop. <laughs> I completely didn't pay attention to any of that stuff yeah. at that time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I look back now and I'm, I, I could still tap into them and use them. Yeah. Sure. But uh, yeah, I, 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 where I'd be today, had I done that then. Right. Who knows? Yeah. I, mean, right. I have no idea what that might've looked like. Well, and I think they're probably, I wasn't looking for them five, 10 years ago. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but I think that probably those programs now, they're pushing a little bit more, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, so that they're more accessible and they're more out there, out in the open for people to see, mm-hmm. you know, while the program might've been there, it might've been not as advertised as well or pushed as well. Yeah. But yeah, just knowing that those are out there now for veterans coming out to maybe save them a year of truck driving, you know, exactly. necessarily, right. yeah, but right. obviously for truck, you truck driving, 
helped you figure some things out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of things. Because yeah. uh, that, that truck driving experience didn't last long. Yeah. I think I started, I forget the exact date. It was sometime in June, mm-hmm. tail end of June, early July is when yeah. I started. Uh, and by December, yeah. I was done. No, that's it. Like, I'm done. Yeah. I, same exact kind of scenario. I was yeah. Yeah. laying in the bed of the truck one night mm-hmm. up in uh, Detroit. I won't say the state name. Yeah. I, don't, I don't like the state. But, oh, you are uh, from Ohio. Exactly. Yeah. That, the Ohio, right? The Ohio, exactly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I was laying there that night and kind of the same moment as like I had a year prior mm-hmm. when I was sitting at the family dinner table. It was, you know, what am I doing laying in a truck by myself every day? Yeah. Well, this is not the life that I wanted. This right. is not why I got out of the service. Right. Uh, and same thing. On a whim, I decided I'm done. Mm-hmm. And I got up in the morning and I called my dispatcher and <laughs> I had a load on the truck that was going south, kind mm-hmm. of closer to where you're at, more mm-hmm. down towards the Kentucky side. Yep. And I was going to kind of slip through Indiana mm-hmm. on the way down. And we had a yard there. So I told her, I said, hey, I'm dropping by the yard on the way down to drop this load. And she's like, why? What's wrong with the truck? Mm-hmm. I said, nothing's wrong with the truck. <laughs> it's your driver. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's something wrong with your driver. He's yeah. he's done. And yeah. you might want to find a new driver for this truck. Yeah. And I did. I just drove yeah. over to the yard and I parked the truck and mm-hmm. walked away. Yeah. <laughs> so did you have any idea at that point? Uh, at that point, I'd made the the full decision mm-hmm. that that was it. I was going to figure out how to to start my construction company yeah. mm-hmm. and start my own business for mm-hmm. myself. I had no idea where that was coming from. I had uh-huh. no idea of the process. I just knew that I had saved enough money now. I felt a little more comfortable mm-hmm. that I can make it, you know, four, five, six months. Okay. Yeah. So I was, okay, let's let's just go after this. And if it flops, you can always come back. Right. I knew, again, in that moment, I was not happy mm-hmm. and it was not me. Mm-hmm. So uh, I decided, let's just, let's put all the cards on the table and bet on myself mm-hmm. and go after it. So now you're actually starting the business. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What did day one look like for that? Uh, wow. Whirlwind of everything. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Cause day one of business for me, I was, I was the whole business. I uh-huh. was the marketer. I was the, the contractor itself. Mm-hmm. I was the guy trying to figure out accounting. Uh, so I woke up that morning. The very first thing I did was I just started going around and knocking on doors in my neighborhood. Mm-hmm. I started reaching out to people that I knew and said, you know, Hey, I, I'm parking the truck. I'm no longer doing this. Mm-hmm. I'm starting this new construction company, mm-hmm. any maintenance you guys need, any, mm-hmm. any fixes you want to do. You know, my, the first name of my company, I even hate saying it. <laughs> it was Mr. T's home fixins, like the okay. country fixins. Right. To stand out a little bit, but yeah. it was Mr. T's. My dad was always called Mr. T umpiring yeah. as I was playing baseball growing up. But, mm-hmm. uh, so I was like, Mr. T's home fixins. Yeah. And I that was my my idea at the time was I'll just go around and figure out little yeah. handyman type stuff and okay. that's where I'll start. Yeah. Yeah. How did that go? Uh it was it was rough at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um I remember it was probably about three and a half weeks later when mm-hmm. I got my first job. And it was a simple one. It was mm-hmm. painting a uh a small patio addition right mm-hmm. on this one of our neighbors, one of their mm-hmm. houses there. And uh, I just jumping for joy. Like, mm-hmm. I, I thought I'd made it yeah. at that point. You know, yeah. got the Beers first job. All around, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. but then that job ended, mm-hmm. you know, a day or two of, uh, of painting this little patio mm-hmm. and the job ended and I got paid on that. Mm-hmm. But then it was, well, where's the, ne- what's next? Where, where's my next? Yeah. And again, the realization of <laughs> this is all you and mm-hmm. you got to do it. It was like that for probably the first three and a half months. Yeah. Where it was very mm-hmm. uncertain where the next job was coming from mm-hmm. uh, until I really started to figure out a, a rhythm and mm-hmm. start to get some of that self-discipline back into it and mm-hmm. kind of plan the week yeah. mm-hmm. and make sure that uh, 
you know, I was, I was being productive. Mm-hmm. Well, and there's, there's, you know, there's that element of, from a sales perspective, what you call dialing for dollars. You know, you're just having mm-hmm. to get out there and you're, you're pounding doors and you're, you're figuring out where stuff Yeah, is. with no sales background or yeah. sales experience either. Yeah. Too. Yeah. 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 So yeah. for me, yeah. it was yeah. just. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Maybe you could have used the Marine thing, just show up at their door, <laughs> knock and say, hire me. Yeah. I, <laughs> you know? It's, uh, yeah. <laughs> Push your way in. You know? <laughs> so I'm, I'm launching something all new right yeah. now that's solely based on military and veterans and everything. And, mm-hmm. and it's it's funny. I, I look back and there's so many things I know now that man, mm. if I if I would have just had somebody at that time to tell yeah. me um, what I know now, yeah. it would have been a little bit better. And isn't that a great way to start any business? Yes, is yeah. knowing that knowledge of <laughs> if I had had this, then uh-huh. you know you know the pain points because you lived it. Right. Right. Yep. <laughs> So how long before that business felt normal? Like you felt like things were actually somewhat sustainable? Uh, it was probably three, three and a half months in. Okay. Um, yeah. Then I, I started to kind of get a rhythm. I, I'd met enough people, you know, learning to get out and network and do mm-hmm. some stuff mm-hmm. uh, where I felt like some word of mouth and referrals were really starting to come in. Mm-hmm. And I, I didn't stress anymore. You know, mm-hmm. we I, I actually brought a friend on who was just looking for some side money mm-hmm. here and there he could you know give up like a half a day every day so he would show up and work for a couple hours with me mm-hmm. uh, and i at least knew that all right if we got this job done on friday that by monday tuesday maybe wednesday next week there's another you know another job in the can we're going to be able to get moving on it mm-hmm. uh, so i kind of felt like at that point things were comfortable as far as the front end right yeah the back end the bookkeeping the accounting aspect of it mm-hmm. the, the paperwork That stuff was still just a a whirlwind of a mess. And this is why we say, do not be a jack of all trades. Like we shorten it to say, don't be a jack. Don't be a jack. Yeah, it looks like we're leaving out a word. But anyway, it comes down to the fact that if you are trying to do everything, Mm -hmm. you're going to do it all poorly. Right. And you're going to get behind and you're going to be frustrated. And the tasks that you don't like doing are going to get pushed off. And a lot of times, those are the tasks that need to be done. And if it's your job and it's not your calling, it makes it even worse. So clearly you're not currently doing that. No. Also, because you are here. Mm -hmm. Exactly. How did the transition happen to close that chapter and begin your next one? Uh, I literally went to an event one night, Mm -hmm. um, much like the event that we all met at. Mm -hmm. Um, It was was a little two-hour seminar, learning some things about business, Mm -hmm. about real estate, this kind of stuff. Ended up purchasing a ticket to go to a three-day workshop mm-hmm. uh, they, to go even deeper into yeah. this topic. And it was during that, between that two-hour course and the three days, there were so many little light bulb moments of how did I survive this long? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And that was about nine or so, almost 10 months into the journey Yeah. Uh, when, the, when that opportunity landed in my lap. And I remember sitting there a number of times being like, this is just stupid. Why, why am <laughs> Why am I doing this the way that I'm mm-hmm. doing this? Mm-hmm. And uh, it was the first time that I actually had somebody teach me, yeah. right? I actually provide some sort of knowledge and education mm-hmm. around it and opened up my eyes to yeah. a totally different way of doing business. Now, what's interesting, I'm going to kind of flip this mm-hmm. because your story is really similar in some ways to my dad's, mm. okay? My dad's a pediatrician, okay? Great doctor. Mm-hmm they teach you zero business classes in med school. Mm-hmm. Yep. And yet you're expected to run a practice. Go start. Yeah. You know, and so it's like, how am I supposed to know how to do all of these side things? I know how to treat this and that, but now I'm expected mm-hmm. to be a business. And 
he's now on the board for the hospital. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I don't know any of this. I don't have an MBA, you yeah. know? <laughs> <laughs> you know, suddenly I'm having to do all this business stuff. And so I think a lot of people across the board don't ever get that great experience no, no. to learn. And even if it's just a three-day event or ongoing education and learning, people are going through this handicapped yeah. because they don't have that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, even, even I, A, I'll agree with you. I see it every day mm-hmm. with the different business owners that I coach. Yeah. Uh, that's why they come to me is yeah. for the business side of things. They're doing well. They mm-hmm. know their niche, mm-hmm. but they don't know all the different pieces Mm-hmm. And how to how to run a business and the yeah. people that they need to have uh, around them, I, I would say that that's probably if I had to say there's an one negative aspect to higher level education, whether that be college, mm-hmm. whether that be specialized courses, they do a great job of teaching this, mm-hmm. but they don't teach the whole big right. uh, picture. And unfortunately, a lot of people are left to just figure it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. trial and error. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of that. Yeah. <laughs> so you've gone to the event. You've got your aha moments there. Mm-hmm. What was the next step? I realized that I was playing uh, pretty small, mm-hmm. um, being only on the, the construction side. Mm-hmm. Uh, nothing against contractors that are out there. Right. Uh, some people just, they love that that niche. For me, I realized there was a bigger potential mm-hmm. uh, for me with the knowledge that I did have when it pertained to construction. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's how I ended up getting into Mr. T's Home Fixins closed, house to home Properties, house to home construction gave birth and it literally happened within about a a week and a half, two weeks span. Oh, wow. Very similar situation. Came out of that course and just realized that uh, I was ready to add more to what Mm -hmm. we were doing. I had finally found that that vision that I had leaving the Marine Corps, Mm -hmm. but I didn't know what the painting looked like then. Mm -hmm. I'd finally found what it looked like. So what I'm hearing is you're thinking bigger you've kind of set your ideal client now, mm-hmm. you know, like you've decided this is who we want to go after. This yep. is the type of business we want to do. And it's so much cooler than what we originally thought. Way cooler. <laughs> <laughs> and it was a lot more exciting because for once I finally had the purpose for why I was getting up every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, before that it was, I was getting up literally to figure out how to make money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And at that point, when I, when I found that it was finally, I was waking up every day going, all right, I actually have a passion for what it is that I'm, you know, what I'm trying to build now. Right. Because the vision became clear. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it ever would have got there had I not just made the, as you said, I think at the beginning of this, mm-hmm. made the hard lane change. Right. Yeah. A couple times. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And it was knowing that there was something out there, but not knowing what it looked like. And I was cool with that. Yeah. And just trusting that I'd finally find it. You mm-hmm. know? It's kind of like a painter. Mm-hmm. When they start on a blank canvas, yeah. sometimes they don't even know what it's going to look like. Yep. But the feel of what's going on when they start putting color down and start making some shapes, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden a masterpiece happens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. so you have a construction company. Mm-hmm. Where was this construction company? Where is location wise? Yeah. yeah. Northeast Ohio. Yeah. yeah. So we're we're still in Northeast Ohio. Yes. How do we get to Southern California? Uh, you got to fast forward a few years. Yep. Uh-huh. Um, so you know to sum it up, uh, made that big change. Mm-hmm. Construction company still existed, just under a new name. Mm-hmm. Got a lot better with dialing in who the clientele was and the systems, the processes. Mm-hmm. We were doing a lot of real estate investing, building a lot of that stuff up. A company that I'd actually got some of my education from. Mm-hmm. They're based out of out here in San okay. Diego. Okay. They just randomly reached out one day. I was doing some business coaching for them mm-hmm. at that point. Yeah. Uh, early on in the process, I started coaching back because I was doing really well with what we were doing. Mm-hmm. And uh, they asked, hey, would you be open to moving out here? 
and kind of doing more with us, being more involved with us, helping our our program and helping more Mm -hmm. of our students Mm -hmm. uh, for it. And I mean, I I say who would turn down the offer to move to San Diego, but there's a lot of people out there that would because (laughs) it's not cheap. And it's not home. But I think they (laughs) I think they caught me at the right moment. Yeah, Uh, it was October. It's about to hit winter. In Northeast Ohio. Ohio, (laughs) And they're dangling, you know, southern San Diego, beautiful, sunny, 72 Mm -hmm. every day. And Mm -hmm. I, uh, yeah, I'll I'll take that any day of the week. (laughs) (laughs) So that's how I ended up out here. Yeah. So now you're shifted what you were doing. It was something you were already doing. So this is like a next step Mm -hmm. kind of thing. Not so, even though location wise was a hard turn, it Mm -hmm. was still logical progression. So let's take from that move to today. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then we can move into what you're doing now. Yeah. Yeah. So that move to today, um, uh, it actually opened up. If I didn't take that move, mm-hmm. right? And that was more of a, a small lane change there. Right. It was yeah. same niche, same industry, mm-hmm. doing the same thing, but it, it brought me to an, an environment that was completely different than where I was at. And it allowed me to find who I was at the core. Right. Not just the vision, but but really find what I was doing. And from 2016 to December of 2018, uh, I, I truly just, I felt like I found my calling, right? I, a mentor of mine's always taught me, you can have a job, you can have a career, or you can have a calling. Yep. Mm-hmm. You can't have all three. And everybody wants to be in their calling, but it, very few ever really find it, mm-hmm. right? Uh, I, I finally found that. Mm-hmm. And it, it allowed me to uncover this aspect of not just the entrepreneur side, Mm-hmm. but also this side of, of Sean and, and who he is at the core and what he wants to give back to and help with. And, uh, yeah, December again. Another <laughs> December is just your month. Yeah. Another hard <laughs> turn. Well, it's the end of the calendar year. Yeah. You're, you're thinking about the future. Yeah. It's funny. I don't even think about it anymore. It's just yeah. my family jokes now. Every December, they just they look at me. It's like, Okay. Anything? Do you yeah. need to talk? Is there they a won't ask. Drop? Yeah. What's happening? They just, so what's going on? Yeah. What's new? What are you up to now? Ooh, the side yeah. question. Yeah, yeah, Even yeah. better. Yeah. We're going to creep in from over here. Exactly. Yeah. 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 To see if there's any new yeah. random decisions coming. Yeah. I've decided to join the circus. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well. <laughs> yeah. So that's uh, that was those couple years, and that's what got me to uh, to December. Mm-hmm. So kind of an end point with mm-hmm. this in that. To know whether it's time to do a hard turn or just a little bit of a lane change uh, with this, you need to know, number one, is this just a job for you right now Mm -hmm. or is this a calling? You know, and calling is different for different people. You know, I'm not saying like you have to have some divine inspiration to say this is your (laughs) calling. By calling, I mean, what are you passionate about? What do you feel you were put on this earth to do? Mm -hmm. Um, And... That's different for different people. You cannot say there's a certain one for certain people. I wish that there was some easy formula that you could give for knowing this. And there's not. It's not like I can just say X, Y, Z. This is it. easy steps to your calling. But it comes by sitting down and thinking to yourself Mm. or however you do things, like if you're in the car or whatever. But do I want to do this? Mm -hmm. And not just do I want to do this today in the long haul, like over months. Do I want to do this? Mm -hmm. Do I feel that what I'm doing has a purpose? That's another big question to ask. If you don't feel like you have a purpose in what you're doing, you're not going to want to do it. Right. And it may be that you need to look at what you're currently doing 
and find a purpose for that. Right. And that could totally change your outlook on what you were doing. Absolutely. Like you understand Absolutely. the deeper purpose for it. And then lastly, is this what I want to be doing in five years, mm-hmm. 10 years, 20 years? Think about the long game here. If this is a stepping stone to get to that, what you want to do in five, 10, 20 years, yes, right. stay on the path. You know, know that you are working there. But if you realize that you're going to look back and be like, the worst decision I made was staying there. Right. Then maybe it's time to really reconsider. Yeah. And Sean took three different steps from the military to the trucking industry and construction mm-hmm. that led him to where he was. Very different steps. Oh, yeah. You know, you probably wouldn't have laid that path out thinking through it. No. But the, it at the time was the next logical step. Right. Give yourself the time. Mm-hmm. Think about it. Look at it. Don't rush it. No. You know, don't make a hasty decision on this. But know that ultimately nobody can make these decisions for you. You have to make these decisions. And they won't fall in your lap. No. Anything good's worth working for. That's right. Well, we're going to wrap it up here. Okay. Because I'm going to let you do what you're doing now in your shameless plug in just a second. Okay. So we're going to go ahead and do our selfie. There we go. Yeah. Okay. All right, so Sean, it's shameless plug time. Tell everybody uh, what you do, how you do it. Tell them where to find you. Lay it out there. So uh, now the new thing is, it's not really new, but uh, yeah. it's 100% on myself. So SeanTiberio.com is one of the fastest ways mm-hmm. uh, to find everything. Uh, speaking, coaching, mm-hmm. business consulting, mm-hmm. uh, doing all of it uh, kind of in one. Just recently uh, locked down a, a big contract with a TV network. Ooh, little uh, high five. Yep. Excited about that. Another yeah. one of those, yep. no idea what that blank slate's turning into, yeah. but it's going to be fun. Yep. Uh, so launching a new TV show uh, called Entrepreneurs Unleashed, mm-hmm. uh, where we're going to be going around and basically uh, interviewing and getting the the story of unstoppable entrepreneurs who are just truly going after mm-hmm. uh, their passion and journey, regardless yeah. Yeah. Of, uh, of what it might bring. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, we also have got a, a new aspect uh, under the Sean Tiberio umbrella where we're launching a big part of my passion is giving back to, mm-hmm. to the military yeah. Yeah. and giving back to veterans. And uh, we just are in the process now of launching a commercial re- uh, and residential janitorial company, yeah. uh, hiring strictly veterans uh, to go in and do all the janitorial maintenance needs yeah. for you know agents, Airbnbs, commercial mm-hmm. properties. Mm-hmm. The whole nine yards. Awesome. So really wanting to get veterans up off the streets and get them off of well, yeah. underemployed jobs. Yep. Understand that That's completely. Awesome. That's awesome. Okay. So we're going to wrap this up now. Yep. I hope that you have enjoyed this video. If you have, please be sure to like, share, and subscribe, as well as hit that bell notification so that yep. you can know when new videos come up and go live. And we will see you next week. Bye.